There's a lot to unpack from the Kings Royal weekend, and we'll talk Donnie Schatz's big win, formats and inverts and sandbagging. Plus, we've got updates on Tyler Courtney's injury and subs and plenty more from the Dirt Racing weekend. Let's go. It's Monday, July 17th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Track Daily. We'll talk format stuff here shortly in regards to the Kings Royal, including zeroing in on sandbagging, but hat tip to Donnie Schatz and his guys on capitalizing on Saturday night. As we've documented here and as Matt Weaver talked about in his Saturday night piece for the slider, things have not been great for the Tony Stewart Racing 15 this year. His average finishes way down. They're not in the championship fight and things are not great inside the team. If you missed Weaver's piece, I'll link to it below in the video description. His reporting after the win on Saturday night was really good, and there are details in there you won't find anywhere else. But a night when the format was in the crosshairs because of a heavy track that didn't allow much passing shots made the moves when he needed to. Being in the sixth heat definitely didn't hurt, and he was the only driver to win a heat race that didn't start on the front row. Four of six heats were won from the pole, and Sheldon Hoddenshield won from second, although we know now that Hunter Schoenberg's engine was laying down in that one. That third to first charge in the heat put shots on the front row of the King's Royal feature, and he never relinquished that top spot through the 40 laps, multiple restarts, and the fuel stop. It was a confidence boost that team needed in the midst of all their struggles. Things did get better, though, in terms of track conditions by feature time. We had Cy Lynch go 23rd to 13th, Sam Haverteep 24th to 11th, Carson Macedo 21st to 9th, Rico was hard charger at 20th to 6th, Kyle Larson was 15th to 5th, and Brett Marks 11th to 2nd. There was just nothing anybody could do about shots out front in the clean air. Everybody's been saying that the Knoxville Nationals win in 2022 propelled the 15 to better performances through the end of the season, but really they were pretty good going into Knoxville. If that will happen this year or not after this Kings Royal win, I'm kind of skeptical. I think the win will certainly help, but there are still fundamental issues right now with that team, and I don't know that everything is magically fixed with one victory. We'll see what happens. Outside of shots, because of the rain and weather, the format took a beating on Saturday night from fans and really seemed to be the main topic of discussion. 48 hours before, the invert format was all the rage. The million prelim action was lauded because of the inverts and the point system, but Saturday, the Kings uh, Royal format was blasted for poor action all night. I'm not going to advocate one way or the other with inverts, but it's clear under certain circumstances they're amazing and under others, they just aren't. What I did want to get into, though, is the Kings Royal qualifying and sandbagging. It's been talked about for years, and when drivers know ahead of time what the inversion bubble is, the thought is that guys will drag their feet in qualifying to get themselves a better heat race starting position. On Saturday night, that meant that positions 31st to 36th in time trials would be the heat race pole sitters. That ended up being Aaron Reitzel, Parker Price Miller, Hunter Schoenberg, David Gravel, Lance DeWeese, and Kerry Madsen. I think under normal circumstances, most of those names wouldn't necessarily surprise you down there in qualifying. I think that is, except for David Gravel. He's one of the most prolific time trialers the Outlaws have probably ever seen. He was quick time in his group back to Wednesday and was fourth in his group on Friday. Suddenly, though, he was down in 33rd, and it drew the attention of some on social media, including Brad Doty. For some context, the entire 61 car field was separated by less than a second in qualifying. Now, if you want to pare that down even more, only about half a second separated the top 57 cars. It was super tight through the field. Peck was quick time at 12.827 and Gravel was 33rd at 13.074. It's only two and a half tenths difference, which doesn't seem super suspicious. 
But Gravel didn't help his own cause. Later, Matt Weaver posted a video with Gravel where he asked about the lap and if it was luck or skill. With a wry smile, Gravel said, quote, I'm just running a line and had a good lap. Perfect. If he was indeed sandbagging, he was one of the few who could really make it work going out late in the session. If you go out early on, there's really no way to know what the lap time uh, you'll need, you know, what that will end up being uh, to, to get into the spot you want to get into. I know some look at sandbagging poorly, like it's cheating, but I feel like it's hard to fault the teams for trying to work the format to their advantage, if it's possible. I think for most instances, it's probably not super possible to sandbag, but if it is, I can't fault them for it. This is, after all, a competition. In this instance, if Gravel really was able to pull it off successfully, more power to him. Uh, The ability to go just run a lap time that you choose is pretty wild. It's a massive risk to take on a night when the field is bunched so tightly together. Gravel was at 13.074, and Aaron Reitzel had the final heat race pole at 13.103. Noah Gass went 13.111, and instead of being on the pole, started heat one in seventh and had to race through the night's C-main. That means if Gravel misses the lap time by just about four hundredths, he's buried on the night. Not saying here definitively that's what Gravel was doing, but it certainly makes you wonder. On the flip side, it didn't pay to qualify up front either. Peck and Rico were guaranteed feature starts by qualifying P1 and P2, but Logan Schuhart, Spencer Baston, Brad Sweet, and Jacob Allen were all outside uh, looking in come the King's Royal main event after they qualified third through sixth. From what I could find, it was the first time in his full-time outlaw career that Brad Sweet didn't start an outlaw feature. His last DNQ was in 2013, before he was a full-time member of the series. Regardless of that, although, it's, it is notable to mention that Saturday was the largest crowd ever at Eldora, not bad for a day affected by rain. Back to Friday night, Carson Macedo picked up the feature win in the night before, uh, and it's tightened up the Outlaw Championship battle back up. The Saturday night show at Kings Royal was show up points only, so that didn't cause any movement, but Friday did. Uh, David Gravel heads to Baps on Wednesday with a two-point lead over Sweet with Macedo 24 back in third. One news item that came out of Friday, Tyler Courtney was involved in a crash during that night before feature and has injured his back. He sat out Saturday at the Kings Royal and will continue to miss races going forward. Uh, in the meantime, Clausen Marshall Racing has announced that Anthony Macri will fill in for Sunshine during All-Star and Outlaw races they have coming up, and Corey Day will drive the car during the high-limit races until Courtney is back. There is no word on a timetable right now for Sunshine's return. The National Touring Late Model Weekend was affected by weather as well, with Lucas rained out Friday and the Outlaws rained out Saturday. On Friday night at Ponderosa with the Outlaws, Mike Marler had a hellacious charge from 22nd to win the $15,000 feature. Bobby Pierce led the most laps, but he hit an infield tire late, uh, damaging the nose, and it was the opening Marler needed to get out of front. It was the third time this season the Knights' hard charger also won an outlaw feature. Ryan Gustin did it at River City's going plus six, and Hudson O'Neill went 23rd to the win way back at Volusia. Pierce did hold on for second and pushed out his championship lead to now 56 points over Chris Madden. Uh, The Saturday show at Brownstown was rained out with officials looking for a new date. The Outlaws are back July 28th and 29th at Fairbury for the Prairie Dirt Classic. The Friday Lucas show at Tri-City ended up getting rained out partially through that program, and they are also working on a new date there as well. Saturday night at Wheatland, Brandon Overton led the first five laps from the pole, but Jonathan Davenport took over on lap six and went the distance for his second straight series win and sixth of the year. As we've talked about, it was exactly what he and Devin Moran needed in that championship chase. Moran finished second to JD, Tim McCready down in 10th. 
With the Silver Dollar Nationals at Houston's on tap this week, Davenport uh, has that now fourth and final championship spot for the season finale locked down. McCready has slipped to fifth. He's 50 points back. And then Moran only trails McCready by five points. I do think Overton remains at risk as well with Davenport surging and Moran better as of late. This is definitely a situation to watch as the summer continues. Ricky Thornton Jr. and Hudson O'Neill remain solid out front. In weekend summer nationals action, Hartford was rained out. Ashton Winger won Saturday at Oakshade and Kyle Moore won the finale at Wayne County yesterday. Winger was crowned the final summer nationals championship uh, champion and grabbed the $10,000 for the week five title. So uh, Winger overall, Brian Shirley took week one, Jason Fager weeks two and four, and Winger weeks three and five. Weekend modified winners were Dalton Lane and Nate Young. Tyler nicely extended his points lead. The modified nationals don't actually end until the Prairie Dirt Classic weekend, but nicely, I think, should have that title pretty easily wrapped up. With the USAC Midgets over the weekend, Logan Seavey stayed fast and extended his lead in that championship. On Friday night at Jefferson County, Ryan Timms led early from the pole with Seavey grabbing the lead just past halfway. He drove on to his second win of the season. He then followed that up with a second-place finish Saturday, starting sixth and challenging leader Tanner Thorson late, but ultimately coming up short. Thorson officially led all 40 laps and won for the first time as a car owner as well. Seavey's lead in the USAC Midget Championship is now 76 points over Jacob Denny. That Abacus team has been really fast with Seavey in the seat. We'll see if they can keep it up. Uh, the Midgets don't race again until August 18th. Uh, other weekend winners included Jake Tim and Jim Chisholm winning the Mod Wars prelims with the USMTS at Ogilvy, and Tim also took the $11,000 weekend finale. Rodney Sanders stayed up front in the championship, leading Jason Hughes after the weekend by 101 points. Weekend uh, Southern Nationals late model wins went to Jimmy Owens and Dale McDowell. The IRA and the NOSA teams went at it over the weekend at River Cities with Mark Dobmeyer and Austin Pierce coming out on top four of those feature wins. Brenham Crouch is still the IRA points leader, while I believe Dobmeyer is the NOSA points leader. At Weed Sport on Sunday for the Hall of Fame 100, Matt Williamson bagged the $10,000 payday and locked himself into the main event at Super Dirt Week. He started fifth, battled with guys like Anthony Perego and Stuart Friesen to get to the front, and then held off points leader Matt Shepard at the end. Super Dirt Car Series is right back to racing on Wednesday at Land of Legends. And finally, Shane Gullibick was the NARC, uh, NARC winner at uh, on Saturday night at Ocean Speedway. He topped Justin Sanders and Tim Kading. With points leader uh, Corey Day way down in 12th, the championship battle tightened back up again with Dominic Selzy finishing 5th. Uh, don't worry about trying to go find the replay, though, as Ocean Speedway wouldn't allow Flow Racing to broadcast the event as part of their NARC contract. Uh, make sure to stop by dirttracker.com slash watch tonight today to see what you can watch on streaming that doesn't involve Ocean Speedway. You do have several options today, including the Short Track Super Series at Fonda. Uh, that's it for today's Daily. Hope you guys have a good Monday out there. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. <laughs>